Chapter Four of A King in Babylon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. A King in Babylon by Burton Egbert Stevenson. Chapter Four. The trouble was that Creel was suffering from the reaction which every artist feels when he turns his great idea over and looks at it and tries to work it out. He was wondering if, after all, it was as brilliant as he had thought it. He was doubting his ability to develop it as it should be developed. He always got into the dumps at this stage of every picture he put on. And it was then that Ma Creel and the old man showed the stuff they were made of. There was never any doubt in their minds, apparently, and between them they always managed to boost Creel along over the low places. They did it this time, but it was a hard pull, for his usual despondency was increased by the fact that he hadn't been able to find an actress to suit him. And the sailing day was drawing steadily nearer and creel swore it shouldn't be postponed he was superstitious about postponements he and old digby were so swamped with the work of checking up the costumes and props and making sure that everything was provided for that finally he asked me to help but there was one prop which fairly gave me the creeps come in here creel said to me one day here's a member of the company you haven't seen and he led the way into the workroom there on the table lay what looked to me like a half-decayed body the foreman grinned when he saw the way i jumped but i could almost smell it the nose was gone and the eyes the leathery lips were parted in a ghastly smile and there was a long wisp of black hair clinging to the blackened skull you could see the ribs sticking up and the abdomen had fallen away into the pelvis what do you think of her asked creel proudly is it a her i countered feebly my dear boy said creel you see before you all that remains of mary tow a young lady once the toast of the court of pharaoh but who fell into evil ways and whose end was most tragic really i asked for i couldn't for the life of me tell by looking at the thing whether it was a fake or not creel laughed that's a compliment for you peter he said to the foreman then it's a fake i asked it was made on the premises said creel by peter and his assistants under the supervision of an expert from the met when i found that it was only papier mache i went closer and looked at it it was certainly a masterpiece it is a copy of a real one said creel but i think we've improved on the original that smile now and he indicated the grinning lips why didn't you borrow the original I asked the original wouldn't have done even if I could have got it creel explained It wouldn't stand the handling will it have to be handled? Oh, yes said creel with a smile Jimmy Allen will have to hug it quite a good deal After all I reflected there were some advantages a cameraman had even over a leading actor For one thing he didn't have to hug mummies even imitation ones Who's your other lead? I asked. Creel's face clouded. I haven't got her yet, he said. I've got an option on two girls who might possibly do. But I'm not going to close till the last minute. Something may turn up. I always was lucky, you know. 
that night molly adams came back from florida and i lost interest in creel's troubles i instantly acquired a lively set of my own when i called her up and asked if i might come around and see her she shied right away i haven't got time she said if i'm going to egypt i've got to be getting ready if i echoed is there any if about it i hate ocean voyages and the apex people have made me a mighty good offer i'll make up my mind tomorrow i suppose you know i'm going i asked yes she said uninterested like aunt mary told me there didn't seem to be anything more for me to say except good-bye and i was just going to hang up when she stopped me wait a minute she said aunt mary wants to see you about something she wants to know if you can come around tonight for a little while of course i can i said wasn't i just asking you if i might oh so you were she said well aunt mary will be looking for you about eight i spent the afternoon overhauling my cameras and getting my apparatus generally shipshape just to have something to occupy my mind and in the evening i went around to mar creel's i hardly expected to see molly after what she had said over the phone but it was she who opened the door she explained that ma creel would be down in a minute and while we were waiting she told me all about the good time she had been having in florida and how a fellow named rogers had been blowing himself for her he's a real actor she went on with what seemed to me unnecessary enthusiasm and one of the handsomest men i ever saw not the wishy-washy kind but strong and virile the sort of man who would protect a woman against the world i always thought you were perfectly able to protect yourself i said i suppose i am she agreed but a girl gets tired of the battle she longs for a strong man's arm about her well i began i've got an arm two of them in fact he has signed up with the apex for two years she cut in before i could finish and he's awfully anxious that i should join too they've offered a splendid contract and they're getting ready for a perfectly swell production and i certainly do like florida i've been told i said that egypt is much more interesting molly grimaced fleas and bad smells principally so mr rogers says what does he know about it i demanded he has been looking it up for me that was kind of him i snapped i couldn't help it mr rogers had got on my nerves so i thought agreed molly coldly he was always trying to do things for me look here molly i said desperately after a moment you know i love you everybody else knows it at any rate yes broke in molly bitterly they do that's just it what right have you to plaster me with don't touch signs it makes me feel like a fool well i can't help it and i'm not ashamed of it and i haven't plastered you with don't touch signs at least i've never observed that anybody ever paid any attention to them but what i was going to say is that you've never seen enough of me to really make up your mind about me oh haven't i said molly no you haven't what with florida and mexico and the adirondacks you haven't been here enough to get acquainted with me now here's what i propose you come along with ma creel i won't bother you i promise you that but i'll be around where you can find me if you want me and you can sort of size me up and if you decide you don't want me why all right i'll never whimper however bad it hurts 
but i do think if only for the sake of old times i ought to have a chance before you turn me down i'll think about it said molly looking at me kind of queer what is this show anyway i don't know i said except that there's a mummy in it the ugliest one i ever saw creel is keeping mighty close about it he's afraid somebody will steal his idea but he says it's a big one and that's enough for me mr rogers was saying that it's a common report the old man is nearly down and out molly remarked mr rogers had better mind his own business i snorted for i couldn't stand it to hear anybody knocking the old man he's been losing money we all know that but he hasn't lost his nerve which is more than can be said of some of the others well you needn't get so mad about it said molly i think as much of the old man as you do one would never suspect it i retorted not to hear you passing on the knocks of every cheap actor who comes along if i'm not mistaken this mr rogers of yours was fired by the old man about three years ago he resigned said molly he told me all about it the old man took a grudge against him because he had ideas of his own importance said i what you didn't finish your sentence said i you left off the last word look here mr williams said molly her eyes blazing you're getting altogether too smart for a cameraman you ought to be writing scenarios i've often thought so myself i agreed and since i haven't any use for a highbrow molly hurried on her lips shaking a little i'll just bid you good-bye now without waiting for that trip to egypt all right i said and reached for my hat with a dim notion that i would walk straight to the river and throw myself in and just then the door flew open and creel came in he came in like a whirlwind and dashed his hat in one corner and caught molly around the waist and hugged her where's mary he shouted waltzing molly around the room where's my wife oh hello billy he added seeing me for the first time didn't know you were here might have known it too let me go panted molly tearing herself out of his arms mr williams came to see aunt mary of course chortled creel that's what i meant well has he seen her no said molly her face very red not yet i was just going to call her and just then ma creel came down the stairs what's all this noise she demanded and then she saw her husband's face and gave a little gasp of relief have you found her worry she asked running to him creel dropped molly and hugged his wife yes darling i've found her the very girl the living breathing ideal i've been dreaming of that table woman's nowhere who is she they demanded in the same breath i don't even know her name said creel but i happened in at that little house on fourteenth street and they were showing a french film and i took just one look is she french yes and exactly the type i want you should see her eyes she only had a small part but she can act i could see that her fortune's made and so is mine but where is she asked ma creel she's in paris i guess anyway i cabled powers our paris man to get after her quick and sign her up and have her waiting on the pier at marseilles when our boat reaches there but suppose she won't go oh she'll go said creel easily it's a great chance for an obscure little actress besides powers will kidnap her if necessary i know powers by the way molly he added putting his hand in his pocket here's your contract 
The old man okayed it this afternoon. He said he was glad to give you the increase. Molly's face was crimson as she took the contract. Then she marched out of the room without saying a word. What's the matter with her? asked Creel. She'll get a hundred a week extra. I don't think it's the contract, said Ma Creel. I thought I heard her and Billy quarrelling. Yes, I said. I was just reaching for my hat when Creel came in. She'll never sign that contract. Sign it? echoed Creel. Why, man, she signed it yesterday. And then, when they saw my face, they both began to laugh as though they'd never stop. End of chapter 4